It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. It's myself, Nix, and joining me, my wonderful co-host, all the way from sunny Queensland, Naomi Dolan. Are you back there yet? You've been poodling around the state, no countryside. I don't know where you are anymore. We had the best holiday in Cairns, though, I tell you. Yeah, I've always a bit, I am a big believer in holidays aren't really a holiday when you go away with multiples. It's just, um, it's just a out out of the window (laughs) so true Um, but that's sort of my catchphrase for it I just feel like it really is just a different view out the window and and in some ways it can be harder because you don't have all of your you know surroundings around you and you know exactly where all the bits are and all of that kind of stuff that you might need but in saying that I think we had one of the most relaxing holidays the kids are I mean you know, they're 10, so we easily can take them out on the day trips and everything like that. Um, poor old Oliver got a bit smashed, though, because he's got chronic fatigue and um, doing day trip after day trip. Normally I have to plan a down day after an event, um, but one of our day trips was um, cancelled. Uh, the boat broke down, so we had to do three day trips in a row and it just smashed him, the poor mm. kid. But other than that, we had a fabulous time. And you're at the age, as you said, you're at that age where the kids are more independent. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to this stage. I'm not washing my kids' lives away, but at the same time when they're more interactive and it's enjoyable for everyone rather than just a constant babysitting. Absolutely. And, you know, like they could go into the pool and I could read my book by the pool. Yeah. You know, I still- and drink a glass of wine, I know, because I spoke to you. Yes. <laughs> I was very <laughs> jealous. <laughs> um, and look, I think we are looking. What? You know, obviously I'm looking at them, but I can still read and just glance up and it's just so much more relaxing as a parent. (laughs) Um, Look, one of the things that I've always, we've always compared when we've done this podcast is the fact that you have boy-girl twins and I have boy-boy twins. And I think it's one of the things that um, has always been a point of difference between us. And I'm excited because our next guest is also a mother of boy-boy twins, so I'm starting to wonder if it's just me or we'll find out if she has the same struggles that I do. (laughs) I'm looking forward to this. All right, Tiffany is joining us next. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. As we said, Tiffany is joining us. Hello, how are you going? Good, thanks, Nikki. We are very excited for you to join us. Um, we wanted to hear all about, we love hearing about, you know, different journeys in the multiple world. To start off with, how did how did it all unfold for you? When did you find out? Let's start right at the beginning. Yeah, so um, my husband and I had been married for two years. We had a five-year plan and we were going to have kids after we'd been married for five years and two years, two years into that, um, positive pregnancy tests. So, um talk about a shock I actually did nine home pregnancy tests to confirm that it was actually true <laughs> I was bad the I think I did four and I thought I was <laughs> you did nine well okay I probably did about 25 but that was after eight rounds of IVF um and do you know what's even worse I've still got them in the bedside drawer did the line oh, 25 probably oh, yeah I'll have all of them in a bag in an envelope Oh. oh, bless. I don't, know if that's I don't have or, um, 
or you know just because I was so excited so I, I think that's sweet I think that's so sweet and I love the fact that we're both so polarized here because two of us have had to take multiple tests because we we're in such shock and you took multiple tests because you wanted to make sure it was right I love that because that encompasses what the twin journey often is absolutely yeah. that's for sure but so Tiffany you found out and then like what was your reaction and um when you actually found out it was twins because not only were you pregnant but that you were pregnant with more than one yeah so um obviously I did the usual went to my GP and I said I think I'm pregnant and he said oh why is that and I said well I've got nine positive present pregnancy tests and he's like oh <laughs> congratulations I think you're pregnant and I was like you're not going to check <laughs> Um, could they be wrong all nine of them is there a chance they might be wrong (laughs) did you take them in did you take them in with you no no I didn't I I saved that for at home Nathan came home from work and I had all nine of them in my back pocket and I was quite upset and he was like what's wrong I was like I think I'm pregnant and I read like laid them all out in front of him and he was like oh you think (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, so the night before we had our first ultrasound, our dating scan, because um, I obviously weren't trying to fall pregnant, I sort of had a rough idea of how far along I should be. Um, the night before, my husband said, oh, I had a dream last night. And I was like, oh, what's that? And he's like, I wasn't going to say anything to you, but I had a dream that we were having twins. And I said to him, don't be silly. We don't have twins in our family. I, I don't tick any of the boxes of I was 23 at the time, so quite a young mum. And, um, you know, we're not going to be having twins. And then when we got to the ultrasound and the technician looked at me and she was like, oh, congratulations, you're having two. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I actually said to her, I'm like, I don't even know how to look after one baby and you're going to give me two. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that's what started our our twin journey. Was Nathan with you? Yes. Yeah, what he was, what at the, was his reaction? He was surprisingly calm. So I went into panic mode and I, I'm a planner, so my mind straight away went to we have a Toyota Yaris, we are not going to fit two babies in this car, let alone a pram. And I was like, our house isn't going to be big enough and all these things were like running through my mind. And um, so while I was panicking, he was quite calm and he was like, you know, we'll get through it, it'll be okay and Oh, and then I started down the dreaded path of Googling everything that could possibly happen during a twin pregnancy, which is my biggest piece of advice to any new mum, do not do that. (laughs) That is such a good piece of advice. I I did that after my five days of complete and utter shock where I just was not even on the planet. Can't remember those five days of my life. Um, But, yeah, I started Googling, and it is a dangerous thing, isn't it? I mean, it sent my anxiety. I'm an anxious person naturally. It sent my anxiety into overdrive. Yeah. I feel you, Nikki. That's what happened to me. <laughs> but I think that is but, such a um, good piece of advice. It's like stay up. It, it's so hard because you want to Google everything, but if you can, don't because, yeah, it certainly made it a lot harder for me. Yeah, definitely. So um, I was quite lucky, though. My pregnancy went quite beautifully. I didn't have any um, complications. I didn't have to have any bread, bed rest or anything. Um, we obviously found out at our 20-week scan that we were having two boys, Um, which my husband was so excited about Um, and I I was excited too but I think um, you know stereotypical everyone's like oh you know boy and a girl perfect pair 
Um, I get that all the time. People say to me, oh, you're going to have another one to try for a girl? And I was like, well, you know, I could try for another one and have another boy. So or two boys, <laughs> another two boys. That's what I always say. Another <laughs> set of twin boys. Yeah. And, so, um, um, Tiffany, are your boys identical or fraternal? Um, so we were told throughout our whole pregnancy that they were fraternal. Um, so when they were born, I was like, yeah, yeah, they're not identical. They're fraternal twins. But I argued with people for two years that I had identical twins um, and saying that they weren't identical. And so I eventually got them DNA tested and they came back 99.997% that they were identical. Wow. <laughs> so, Did that um, change how you felt? Um. I wouldn't say it changed how I felt, but a part of me did kind of feel like, oh, my gosh, as their mother, I should have known that. Like, I shouldn't have even had to have had a um, a medical test to confirm that my children did, in fact, look the same. And strangers would tell me all the time, oh, could they look any more alike? And I'd say, I don't know what you're talking about. I think they look completely different. And, yeah, I guess a part of me kind of begin started to question whether I just didn't know my children very well if I didn't know that they were identical. but That's hard, though, because you've been told by medical professionals yeah, that's throughout your pregnancy that you're having fraternals. Yeah. They're born. You, with your mum goggles on, can see yeah. the differences in them, but, you know, your friends, your family and randoms in the street are, you know, quite happy to argue with you over the fact. That's really oh, yes. difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that um, must be really hard. Yeah, and it's funny now, as as a twin mum, I don't know if you ladies have the same thing, but people often refer to my boys as the twins, and I am like, oh, like, you know, they're not the twins, they're, they're Hamish and Oliver, like, call them their name. Yeah, <laughs> because even, I just yeah. feel like they, yeah. especially being identical, they get grouped together and people just treat them as one and so when they do something different to each other it's like oh well that's a surprise it's I'm funny like, well, you say that because we we still have like we have one side of Chris's side of the family there's lots of grandkids and so and you will you'll get oh it's um you know so and so and so and so so and so and so and so so and so and they're twins and I'm like or Harrison and Hunter but it's always the twins and it, you know that's yeah. just now I kind of just accept it but yeah it's funny how that really sticks with them and my boys are frat and they're very frat but I went through the same thing for two years people were saying to me are you sure are you sure and now they're completely polar opposite but for a long time yeah it was it's a tough battle yeah so well, I've got the photos of mine when they're younger mine a boy girl and I can't tell who's who so isn't that um, funny <laughs> If they're both there in the po photo, I can work out who it is. But if it's just a one of them, I go, eh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> yeah, we have a, um, a couple of baby photos that we send to all of our family and play guess who because <laughs> Nathan and I can't tell who <laughs> who is who. But, um, yeah, by then, you know, my boys are five and a half now and they're not even though they may look the same, they have two very, very different personalities. Mm. So um, I've really enjoyed watching them grow into their own and, you know, become little people now. It's We're well and truly out of that toddler phase now and we're, we're heading into school. So it's a whole new new chapter. Yeah, I don't know whether to be terrified exact, or excited. I know. Your boys are exactly the same age as mine. Mine turned six in January. And I'm, I'm going through the same thing. I just went and collected first school uniforms and... 
I didn't know whether to smile or cry. I just was so overwhelmed with so much emotion. And I think having both go at that one time, Naomi, you've already done it. It's just such a huge step because you don't have that one to come home and look after afterwards. It's just both of them. <laughs> it's just like, ah. Yeah, I was saying that to another mum who she's got singletons and I was saying I feel like all my firsts and lasts are happening happening at the same time and um, obviously, um, you know, if we don't have any more children now, this is it. Like this is our last first day of school and a part of me is like, oh, where are my babies going? Like, but then the other side of me is like, I am so excited for this next chapter. (laughs) And they are turning into such cool dudes. That that's the other thing. Like they are, they've suddenly go to little people. Yeah. So no, it is exciting. And I think um it did um I will admit that as a planner, becoming a first-time mum and then finding out that I was having twins, I was just I was so scared and I still every day I'm like, oh my gosh, we have survived five and a half years. Like every day I'm like, yes, it's another day that we've you know, everyone's had a great day, <laughs> but um, it's a lot of fun. And I certainly, I wouldn't change the two boys now. Um, I was that girly girl that always wanted to have a daughter. Um, but now that I've got Hamish and Oliver, I couldn't imagine having it any other way. So they're a lot of fun, although very full on Nikki. So I don't know if you can relate to that, but mine are always, <laughs> always doing something. Oh my God. It just, it literally doesn't stop. It's a tornado from the day, from the minute they're up to the minute they go to sleep. It's an absolute tornado at my house. I'm sure it's the same for you. And, and it's, it's either we're best friends and we're in love. And then three seconds later, it's, I hate you. You took my toy. And then it's, oh, it's just, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I say people all the time, 80% of the time, they can be the best of friends and they play so nicely together and they have great chats. And I love listening to their conversations. Naomi, yours probably did this as well. When they're, you know, around that five, they've started having commute, like conversations with each other and their actual conversations and they're playing like pretend I'm going to the vet and I'm going to the doctor and just all these super cute conversations. And I'm like, oh, this is the best. But then, you know, one second later, the one has pulled someone's hair or taken a toy off the other one and then it's fights on and we're wrestling or jumping off furniture or (laughs) some fun thing. I don't know. And I don't know, if Naomi, if you found this one, but one of the things that I'm struggling with, and again, I don't know if it's boy, boy, or be interested to see how you went with this, Naomi, but the the competition at the moment between my boys is at a really heightened level. Part of that's one of of my children's special needs. So he's a little bit more me, me, me orientated, but it just feels like the competition is next level. Are you experiencing that, Naomi? Did you go through that? Yeah, most definitely. I think, um, though, because we always had, um, with Oliver always being low muscle tone and everything like that, Lexi was always, um, you know, she hit all her milestones. Um, she was always the faster runner. She was always the better swimmer. She was always the everything. And now Oliver's starting to um, catch up. Um, they're a lot more even focused on the playing field in terms of, you know, drawing and all sorts of things like that. Um, But we definitely, the competition, I think, has really ramped up now. Um, 
I, I definitely, this that's a big thing to consider when putting them into classes for school is that whole competition thing mm. um, and giving them an opportunity to just excel on their own where it's not a competition, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest factors in um, in separating them at school even though they are boy girl and they've got a lot of different interests they also have a lot of the same interests because they grew up in the same household Mm. yeah you know Mm. like we didn't raise one as a boy and one as a girl we raised them as two children um so but it was quite interesting just to see how like alexis has never been into dolls and all of that kind of stuff um but ollie was definitely into trucks and all the traditional boy mm. things i mean alexis would play with him because she kind of didn't have a choice playing trucks and yeah. she was more than happy to um so in terms of that um we didn't have a lot of competition because they would just end up working out that that's what they were going to play mm. um or something like that but yeah there definitely definitely is an element of the competition um more so i think in our case is it's more competition about it being fair yeah. Mm. Like, oh, how come he's having a juice? Or, yeah. you know, things like that. That's where there's a lot. Oh, I'm down, I'm down to counting out Oreos. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There cannot be one. And if there's an extra, I'm sitting there going, well, that Oreo now lo- no longer exists because it just can't. <laughs> yeah. And if you break a biscuit in half or something, you have to make sure that they're the exact same size because I want the bigger one. Yeah, yeah no, just, <laughs> have we got so the bigger one? We, that's where we found the biggest competition, though, is in fairness, mm, yeah. but not between each other um, in terms of competing against each other. It's more competing for fairness. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting that you touched on that boy-girl stereotype, Naomi, because I have always been of the opinion that I want my boys to just be who they are and I don't want them to feel pressured into something that they're not. And so Hamish, for example, for the last two years will tell me that his favourite colours are pink and purple and he loves dancing and he loves everything that is stereotypical of a girl. And we've gone to kindy and one of the little boys has said, oh, why would you like pink and purple? That's a girl colour. And Hamish got quite upset about it. But then Oliver actually came to his defence and Oliver said to him, no, um, colours are for everyone, so it doesn't matter whether Hamish likes pink or purple. And I was just, as a mum, I was like, okay, that's my my proudest school moment because yeah. to have Oliver, you know, they were only five at the, the this was the, earlier this year, and I was like, okay, I feel like I'm winning at something now when they can support each other through mm-hmm. a tough time and also defend who they are um and you know I'm sure that over the years Hamish will change his mind and what he likes and everything but right now I'm very happy to just embrace the things that he likes I'm not going to force something on him just because you know at the same time he likes going outside and playing soccer and yeah he he sounds very similar to one of mine as well and it's interesting we were going it's amazing how similar the stories are yeah but you know I'm just I'm all for just watching them grow and do their own thing and I'm happy that they've got each other to Mm. get through the playground fun that I'm sure is to come because this is only in kindergarten, so I'd hate to know what. (laughs) 
what's going to come. Tiff, rewinding, I mean, you sound exactly like myself. I, I was exactly the same deep down, I, and I've spoken about this on the podcast. I secretly wished it was boy-girl because I and I, I think I openly said it, you know, at the time I, I would have loved to tick those boxes and was quite scared going into two boys. Um, what, what has surprised you that's been actually quite easy and what have been the challenges that you didn't see? Um, so I guess I was much the same as you and I would be lying if I said that there wasn't that, um, is it gender guilt or gender? Yeah. Um, there's um, an actual word for it. Um, so after I got told that it was two boys, I was actually quite sad. Um, me too. Because me I too. knew that there was a possibility that this was going to be our only pregnancy. Um, and it didn't take me long to get over that because as each scan went and I saw them growing and I was, I became really excited about the whole process. Um, and then the easiest thing was of course, buying the matching clothes. Oh my gosh. I'm the queen of matchy matchy. <laughs> so I cannot I believe had- how similar our stories are. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved dressing my two newborn baby boys in matching outfits. It was my my jam. And the funny thing is now we always buy two of the same because to avoid a fight, not to match them, but now even the underwear has to be the same. Oh so God, exactly the same. Help us if the Batman undies are in the wash and yeah, they have to wear something different. <laughs> you, you don't envisage that you're actually going to have conversations in your life when somebody walks out and says, I want the undies that Harry has. And you sit there and go, really? I've got like 20 pairs of undies in the drawer, mate. Nope, they're not the, the dinosaur ones. The other dinosaur ones are not there. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So people always say to me, can you stop dressing them the same so we can tell them apart? I'm saying I don't dress them anymore. You know, they... They are independent dresses, so they choose to match. And often I'll hear them in the wardrobe flicking through all their shirts trying to find the matching ones if I haven't put them together. So cute. So I really enjoyed that. Um, It also made it easy with um, particular brands of nappies, just having the same gender. I guess you didn't have to think about changing it up if you were using gender-specific nappies. Um. I have found that it's made toys very easy for us. Other friends that I know that have got boy-girl twins have got a huge amount of toys because they've got the boy toys and the girl toys, whereas my boys have always just had the same the same thing. Hamish does have um, a couple of things slightly different to Oliver now as they've gotten older. Um, but the other thing that I sort of wasn't prepared for was just how like obviously kids are active, but oh my goodness, my kids are just on another level. Like you said, Nikki, from the the second they open their eyes to the moment that they go to bed, it is go, 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 go. And um, we've got, when I look at friends that have got the boy-girl twins and the girl of the same age is so calm. (laughs) I'm like, why? Just for two minutes, I'd like everyone just to be calm in the house, calm in the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I reckon that might change when those girls are 14. Um, yeah. Yes. You know, I'll take like the um, the short-term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's almost, yeah, what were you going to say, the short-term pain for the long-term gain. I definitely think that, uh, whew, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be some fireworks. I, I often think, can you imagine, like, having, like, triplets or quads? I've, I, I've got, I know a few quad families where they're all boys or all girls. Like, that just must be pure chaos. Oh, mm. yeah. I just, but anyway. Chaos, but just pure chaos. Anyone that says to me, oh, you know, twins, that's amazing. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, no, 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 no. You haven't spoken to a triplet mum. <laughs> the triplet mums are the gods of the, or triplets or quads. I haven't met personally anyone that has quads, but, oh, my goodness, I take my hat off to them because yeah. just I think the challenges that people don't often realise is having two children the, at the exact same developmental stage. Even, you know, we had some slight delays, but they're still doing the same sort of thing and trying to reason with one child like toilet training for example when one wants to go to the toilet and the other one wants to sit on the toilet at the same time and then you have a 10 minute meltdown because he didn't get to sit on the toilet first and it's like come on people (laughs) yeah there's so many challenges you just don't you don't think of that and until you're facing that situation yeah but I don't think anything can prepare you for that either. Like, um, no. And then I, I think that's where that difference between, and, and no disrespect to people who do have kids close in age, but when they are literally, and like my, my children have different um, learning stages based on the fact that one has, is more special needs than the other, but in terms of their development, they're still pretty much on par. So yeah. exactly that. They still require exactly the same attention needs, everything at exactly the same time. Um, and even though Hunter was slightly slower at meeting certain milestones, he's still developmentally the same age. And it is ju- that is that challenge that you ca- until you're in it, you can't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's still like for me, you know, the boys are, as I said, five and a half, but even now I sometimes feel like I'm cautious as to saying anything or sort of sounding like I'm complaining about something because I am so grateful and I feel so blessed to have had the pregnancy journey and everything that I had and to have two perfectly healthy children when I know that so many people within our community and also just close friends of mine that have struggled to achieve that, um, to achieve becoming parents, I feel like I'm so guilty for thinking that this is hard. And I... It's, I thought that it would stop after the boys got older, but even now I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. And I'm certainly, but it is, it's hard. It's <laughs> honestly, I think, Tiff, that's probably the thing that Naomi, you probably agree, we hear most consistently across recording these podcasts is whether you were somebody who struggled to fall pregnant and then finally did, but still struggled when you've still got two babies to deal with, three babies, four babies, or whether you accidentally fell pregnant, whatever the story is, multiples is a very taxing, difficult thing and there's so much guilt involved and and I think that's what most mums struggle with. Yeah, and I think I had this vision of the parent that I was going to become and, you know, reading stories every night and doing all these things and often, especially now as they've gotten older, our bedtime has turned into an argument every night because they don't want to read the same story or Uh. they want to go first and... I'm like, I can't split my time. <laughs> I can't split my body <laughs> and yeah. give you what you want and also give your brother what he wants. Like, yeah, so I feel uh, like I spend a lot of time feeling guilty. <laughs> uh, I empathise on every single level. I really do. I can totally relate and I think that's the hardest thing. I had all these visions about what my kids were going to eat and the lifestyle and the way we're going to bring up and now it's screaming matches and just eat whatever you want out the cupboard and I hate it but that's, 
that's how we have to survive some days just to get through. It is. You just have to do what works for you and your family. Mm. And it does mean, though, there is a lot of grief, I think, that goes into the parent that you were going to be. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone has that perfect ideal of the parent they're going to be before they have a child, you Mm. know, that goes for a single child. But it changes dramatically when you have multiple children. Um, And then the ease of those children and not all children yeah. either multiples or at different ages others other are easy kids and that that may, plays a big factor as well and if you do have like like ourselves two boisterous boys they're hard work um but somebody else will have a different situation but the thing is um that they miss out on the double the giggles the double the cuddles those moments when they laugh together i was looking back and my facebook memories came up today and the most beautiful thing of them both in the high chair holding hands across the high chair they were you know but does anybody else and does anybody else see these memories pop up on facebook and go i think i remember that but it looks really cute in the photo and i'm sure it wasn't that cute in person <laughs> absolutely 100% Oh, Tiffany, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I really so enjoyed much. hearing your story. And thanks um, for making me yeah. feel more normal. <laughs> I genuinely yeah. mean that because sometimes I think we do lose sight of the challenges as multiple parents and there is so much guilt, but, you know, we are also grateful that we've got our, our kids, but there are also hard times and I think we're not forgiving enough on ourselves. Absolutely. No, we're a harshest crit- critics, that's for sure. Now, so, no, Tiffany, you do share a little bit about yourself on social media. What's your, um, how can people find you and follow you? Now, it's, I know it's not fully multiple specific, but it's um, a way that they can follow along and share your journey. Yeah, so I have um, an absolute uh, amazing mother community called Motherhood Unplugged. Um, we're a bunch of mums all supporting each other and trying to redefine ourselves after having children because that's definitely something I struggled with after having my boys I completely did not know who I was anymore um so I'm all about bringing community together and finding our tribe and building something beautiful together so thanks for that Naomi and Tiffany we'd love to welcome you back another sorry Naomi we'd love to have you back at some stage and talk more about that discovering who you are after you know having your kids because I think there's a whole there's a whole nother topic in that Oh, I'd love that. It's my passion, so that'd be great. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.